Hello, and welcome to another edition of Starside Chat. I am one of your hosts, Aaron, and uh, with me as always is Zach. How's it going, Zach? Pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, there were two sort of game showcases since the last time we did a podcast, and a bunch of games have come out as well. So we've been playing some stuff. Uh... But there is a little bit of news that I wanted to get to before we get jump into like the PlayStation showcase and the Nintendo Direct. And I don't know if you you care about this, but the Xbox, the latest Xbox update has added edge browser support for the console for last gen and current gen Xbox consoles, uh, which means you can play Stadia games and access Discord on your xbox console that is crazy yeah well and it's not just that because i mean there's so many like web apps now that you can basically use your xbox as a computer because like obviously chrome os is built around the idea that you're just all you need is a browser and Mm -hmm. you can do basically all the computing that you could want to do uh because of web apps and (laughs) So, I mean, basically, you could plug a monitor into your Xbox and, like, hook up a mouse and keyboard, and you can basically use it as a computer. (laughs) Uh, And then when you're ready for it, you can also use it as an entertainment device. But uh, just the idea that you could also play, like, this is sort of another route to being able to access Stadia games on your TV or uh, and sort of a similar PC setup because I think they also said that you can use mouse and keyboard controls for Stadia games in the Edge browser on your Xbox. So that's pretty crazy. That's crazy. That's I guess that's a way to play Stadia games with mouse and keyboard on your TV because currently I don't think you can connect a mouse and keyboard to like a Chromecast or no. a uh, Chromecast with Google TV, so I don't think so. No, so that's one way of doing it. It's interesting, you know. I we'll talk about this a little bit later when we talk about what we've been playing. But I have been playing uh, a little bit more Stadia recently, so this yeah. is uh, this is very interesting news. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I I don't like it's very niche. Like the Xbox gamers who are also like, ooh, now I can play Stadia games on my console. But like, I think it's just really cool. <laughs> so I wanted to mention it. <laughs> Uh, the other cool thing that happened fairly recently, I don't remember exactly if this was last week or the week before, but Nintendo did add Bluetooth audio support to the Switch. Yes. So you can connect uh, some Bluetooth earbuds to your Switch, which is very cool. Um, something that probably should have been there out of the gate. but you, Crazy you, that it wasn't. It is crazy. Uh, even when there was like a, a sort of hardware refresh there, like they've sort of had, I guess, kind of multiple options where they could have been like, we're doing an update to add this because we're launching, you know, the the Switch Lite or the Switch, uh, what is that? The LED? New, yeah, whatever the new one's called, I already forget. But they could have done it either of those times and they didn't, but they, they did add support now. So that's very good. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is that Tales of Arise, which came out couple weeks ago now uh has turned into a pretty big success uh they said more than a million copies have already sold which is cool i i picked Hmm. it up but i have not started it yet it's one of the games that i've been anticipating 
uh, most of the year. So I've heard very good things about it so far. But. This is the season for like having a, a large backlog because we just yeah. keep getting stuff being released. I was going to say there are already four games that I'm like struggling to keep up with. Yeah. Uh, and, and in part, something we might talk about in a bit is I've gotten back into Destiny 2. And mm. so that has sort of eaten up a lot of my game time and that has made it so that I have not been getting around to games like Tales of Arise, which I would like to, but I have not yet. But anyway, anything else you want to mention before we jump into... Do you want to start with Nintendo or PlayStation? Let's do... Hmm. PlayStation happened first, yeah. I guess. So maybe we should start with PlayStation and then get to because there's more. I feel like maybe there's more juicy stuff in the Nintendo stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. So first off, they started off the that PlayStation showcase with a trailer for the Knights of the Old Republic remake. So this we knew this was coming. This was announced uh, a little while ago. Maybe it leaked. I don't remember exactly, but um, kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. I did not play Knights of the Old Republic, but I know people love the game. It's been very beloved. I think, wasn't there also a trailer for Knights of the Old Republic in the Nintendo Direct as well? Not to get too yes, ahead of us. That ourselves. is unrelated to this. <laughs> yeah, this is it, it's a, not the remake that's coming to remake. Nintendo. The the But the one that they showed at the PlayStation Showcase is a full remake. Yeah, and who knows, like, how, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a Resident Evil-style full workup or what their plan is, but uh, I'm yeah. very interested to see. Yeah, it was just a teaser, so you didn't really get much to go on uh, with the trailer they showed, but uh, I do think it's cool. I've always, It's one of those games that was, like, uh, it was before Mass Effect. It was Bioware before Mass Effect, and you can tell, like, because I, I guess I've seen brief bits of the game, uh, and it's out for like everything. You can play it on your phone now. Yeah. Uh, but you can tell like some of the DNA of that game went into Mass Effect. And I, I'm a do you know the plot Mass of that Effect game? Fan. I don't. Don't look it up. Okay. Um. Yeah, I will probably. Now here's the thing. Like, what do you check out? The Switch one or the? Re- I mean, who knows when the remake is coming out? That's yeah. probably years down the line. But. Yeah, I guess it is kind of cool that um, there will be that option to sort of play it on the Switch and sort of get through it and have that experience before heading into the remake. So you kind of mm-hmm. know uh, what to look for, but also, I don't know, it's kind of cool when you know there's like a big remake coming to go back and revisit the original. So I guess yeah. that's it's cool that there's an option for that on Nintendo now. Uh, but going back to the PlayStation Showcase, uh, they Insomniac showed that they are working on not just Spider-Man 2, but also a surprise Wolverine game. I don't know if you watched the showcase, but... Uh, I did. It was funny, because I, I think I was watching the MinMax like, comments over the uh, showcase, and... They were looking at it and they're like, okay, well, this is Insomniac, so is this Spider-Man 2? And then they like faked everybody out with that and they were like, no, it's a Wolverine game. And so everybody was like, okay, so they're doing Wolverine. That's awesome. No Spider-Man 2 then? And then like there was another weird trailer in the middle so to make you think that they were moving on. 
mm-hmm. from Insomniac, and then they circled back and showed Spider-Man Two as like a surprise. So they're a little trickery going on in the PlayStation Showcase, uh, but it was kind of cool to see both of those. Uh, personally, they're cranking them out. They are. Uh, I'm not a big fan of like superhero games, and of the superheroes, I would say I'm more a fan of Wolverine than I am Spider-Man, which is I'm sure crazy to most people, but um, and everybody was talking about how they're going to have to do something to make like playing as Wolverine as fun and interesting as Spider-Man because you can like swing around a giant cityscape in Spider-Man. Well, that's the thing is like, like the reason I think that Spider-Man, the one that just came out was like so heavily lauded is like, it is like a really cool open world and it has that immersive or uh, emergent gameplay because you're just going around doing stuff and they give you a whole bag of tricks to use. So you're kind of making your own fun. Do you think this Wolverine game is going to be like open world? Because that would be interesting. Yeah. Like, would he drive cars? Yeah, I guess. Would you have a car and you're just driving around? And it's... would you have like an old beat up truck? That seems like something Wolverine would have. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, does this is this like going to be a an Uncharted type thing where you're just going to set pieces and you're kind of in a hallway, or is this open world sort of like the later? Uh, Nathan Drake games where I don't know, like, cause how do you make, how do you make Wolverine interesting? (laughs) Yeah. How do you make it open world? He can't like run up buildings and stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. And the, the teaser gave no indication. So the teaser trailer they showed was very reminiscent of that first X-Men movie from years ago where Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is like at a bar and he's, uh, you know, drinking a beer or whatever. And then Rogue comes in and they like meet up and sort of team up. So it it very much was pulling that vibe because it's like you see this sort of dingy looking bar and the camera kind of zooms in and he there's some burly looking man sitting at the the bar and suddenly he like pops his his blades out of his uh, hand. And that's how you know it's uh, Wolverine, and that's all. That's all you get from it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, hopefully, next year they'll have more on this, like some sort of game. I'm sure there's going to be a trailer. big E3 thing. About yeah. Um, did they give like a Nebulous 2023 for that game, or did I make that up? I don't remember. I I can't remember. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, so those were two pretty big announcements uh, from Insomniac, but PlayStation was not done because they also showed a pretty cool gameplay trailer for God of War Ragnarok, which I guess officially giving the subtitle Ragnarok, which is what everybody thought it was going to be, but they did not confirm until, I believe, until this trailer. It looks very cool. I have to say I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited for it. I unfortunately not unfortunately i guess but uh i'm now gonna have to dive into trying to get a ps5 <laughs> which i've thankfully not had to deal with but yeah. you have to like start subscribing to those like uh twitter bots or whatever that tell you right. uh when to jump on sales now it is encouraging i do believe best buy was selling the consoles at best buy stores just this week like I, I think it was select Best Buys. It was not really? all Best Buys, but I did see a thing where, um, 
there were some Best Buy stores that had them. And I remember seeing a news report that like people were camped out and they were like there were long lines forming of people trying to get into Best Buy, like when as soon as it opened so they could pick up their their new console. So uh, PlayStation and Xbox, I think both had consoles in Best Buys as recently as this week. So uh, just a, a little bit more encouraging. I do think that hopefully they will be easier to come by. Uh, so do you think if I out. I was planning on uh, to give you a look behind the curtain in the audience, I was going to like after this, put some shoes on and go to a potbelly sandwich and get a nice meal. There's one right by a Best Buy where I live. Do you think if I went into that Best Buy, they would have a PS5 ready for me to purchase? You could go look, but I, I mean, I would bet if they had them, they've all sold out by now. Yeah, but- that's pretty true. I mean, it's maybe even worth just going and looking on the off chance that they have one left or mm. even like asking them, hey, did you guys get any in this week? Is that like going to be a thing now where you guys are going to get like regular shipments of new consoles? Um, Realistically, though, I still have a little bit of time before. Right yeah, yeah. Out. You're not quite in a rush at this point, but soon you'll, you're going to want one. It's true. I'm chomping at the bit. Maybe holiday season 2021. Yeah, that that trailer uh, for God of War Ragnarok, it, it showed some stuff that we saw from the first game. So it's similar in terms of combat, but that combat was so good. Um, I'll, I'll be curious. So it seems like maybe you can start out with the Blades of Chaos because that was a thing that you yeah. got later on in the game. And so you're swapping back and forth between the Blades of Chaos yeah. and the Axe, depending on the, the type of enemy you're fighting. But yeah, just even talking about it, it was, that game is so satisfying, just the combat in it. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. That might have been my yeah game of the show, because the thing they showed after that, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, uh, which is like uh, an offshoot of Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. And that's something I'm super into, I have to say. Yeah. I've like I played the first Borderlands game and I enjoyed it for what it was, but I've kind of just never been that interested in returning to that series. But mm-hmm. it is beloved; like people really love that franchise, and so I'm sure people are excited about it. Um, the news uh, from this showcase was that it uh, is releasing on March 25th. So February's packed with game releases, and it seems like March is going to have some big ones as well. Uh, and then after that, they showed Forspoken. This is that game uh, that I forget what the original name yeah, was. Yeah, it had like a code name. It was like Project something or other. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know about you, but it this looks pretty great to me. It seems sort of... Uh, what is that movie? A kid in King Arthur's court, where some <laughs> some modern day person is like sort of thrown back in time yeah. to like medieval times, and uh, so you have this. You're playing as this woman who's like running around. There's all these like crazy dragons and creatures, and um, graphically it looks gorgeous. It looks really really good. <laughs> And it's also seems like you have these insane like magic powers that you're like throwing at enemies, but you're also like able to, 
seemingly fly through the air. You're like running yeah. and jumping and it's all really crazy. The traversal in that game looks really fun. It does look really cool. Um, I, I do think maybe this is just my memory of it, but I, it felt like some of the dialogue and just like the personality they were going for was a little bit off-putting <laughs> to me. <laughs> it just seemed like they were trying to be uh, quirky and funny and it was coming off as a little bit annoying weird yeah yeah, i agree with that um but anyway did they say when this is coming out or give like a launch window next spring i don't believe so i think this is i mean maybe did they say next spring i feel like this is still very early on the article i'm looking at says launching next spring i don't know that the trailer wow. says because I'm, I'm trying to play back the trailer and i'm not seeing it say anything in there i don't know maybe they know more than i do but <laughs> Uh, it claims next spring. We'll find out. Um, I feel like the, they've been working on this game for a long time because yeah. back when it was known as Project Whatever. Um, I want to say like Athea. Does that sound that right? That sounds right to me, but I, I'm afraid that that was a different game I was thinking of. But but yeah, they. I feel like we saw several teaser trailers for that like years ago at E3. So this has been in the works for a long time. Um, but it looks cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is a, an exclusive for PlayStation? Yes, I believe so, yeah. Okay, um, so that's cool. Uh, another thing, I'm not sure if this is an exclusive. It would seem strange for it to be an exclusive, but Alan Wake is getting a remaster, and it is coming to PlayStation. Alan Wake on the 360 was an exclusive for Microsoft, so interesting that it's uh, coming out on PlayStation it's That's pro- all it's- Remedy stuff, though. So, I mean, the last... I, I bought the first two... No, maybe I just bought the first uh, Control DLC, which was great. But the final Control DLC was the Alan Wake Control DLC, where he, like... I, I don't know if he's actually in it, but you hear his voice a lot, and he's, like, doing... Um, he's sort of guiding the player character. But... Uh, it seems like if they do a control two, it like Alan Wake is going to be involved, or the next Alan Wake game is gonna have a, like a cameo from the lady from Alan Wake. So they're all about Alan Wake, and this is probably just a stepping stone into reintroducing him into whatever larger franchise is gonna happen. But did you ever play say, the original? I did not. Uh, interesting that it's the same universe as Control. Yeah. Um, but no, this so this is coming out October fifth, so it's not even that far away. Yeah. Um, and right down the line. I, I don't know that anybody knew this was coming either. So th- the fact that they're confirmed that it's happening, but also that it's like a couple weeks away is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game does not seem really up my alley, which is probably why I did yeah. not play it back in the 360 days. But uh, but I know people, there is some, some hardcore love for Alan Wake. So it's kind of cool that it's coming back. Um, and you're right. It might be interesting if they have something, some sort of tie in to control and sort of a mm. like next step for control Two as sort of a teaser for whenever that comes out. That was a great speed run. I, it wasn't this year. I think it was maybe last year at either AGDQ or SGDQ, but the control speed run that they did was, uh, excellent. Really? Yeah. It was mm. very cool to watch. Well, they also showed off Grand Theft Auto V coming to next-gen consoles. Yeah. This is something we already knew about. Uh, so just another trailer. Uh, I 
maybe they confirmed that it's coming out in March. Maybe that was the new info here, but yeah, it got pushed back, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, they had Ghostwire Tokyo, which looks great to me. <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to check that out. If yeah. I have a PS five, when that comes out, it looks very cool. Yeah. Then, so what they did after that, they, Radiohead is making an experience, I guess. Yeah, this was confusing to me. I did not know what to make of it. I know... I don't know what it is. I know Radiohead (laughs) is, like, re-releasing Kid A and Amnesiac, those Mm. early albums of theirs, but, like, somehow they're also doing, like, a tie-in, like, PlayStation experience? I don't know what this is. It's it's going to be interesting, though. I mean, they're always at the forefront. I feel like Radiohead's always doing weird stuff. Like, they did that one uh, music video way back in the day that was shot on, like, lasers. Do you remember that? No. They filmed it with, like, some sort of technology for measuring. Like, I don't I, I don't remember it, actually. But it looks insane because it's, it's shot, basically, or it's, like, rendered with lasers. Or they, like, filmed it by shooting lasers at them or something. I'm misremembering this, but uh, it was a crazy... But they they love technology is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I guess the only way to do something experimental now, these days, in terms of like a music video would be to turn it into some sort of game experience. It's a cool idea. I mean, I'm interested. I, I mean, I enjoy the music of Radiohead, but I could not tell you a lot of their songs. It's not something I've ever really explored, yeah, I, but I would check this out. I was going to say, I, I know them by hearing them and not by like the names of things. But uh, after that, they had kind of kind of a cool thing. They're relaunching basically all the Uncharted games on uh, uh, PC and PS5. Yes, people have always wanted to play them on PC. You've yeah. basically had they've all been PlayStation exclusives until now. So this is uh this is pretty cool. It is cool that they're finally coming to PC. Uh so if you've never owned a PlayStation console but you've been a PC gamer, you'll get your chance to play through the entire series. Um they're breaking it up so it looks like Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy is coming out and then I think maybe after that they're doing the um, that bundle that came with the first three Uncharted games mm-hmm. is going to yeah. come out on PC. So that's something to look out for next year. Uh, and then after that, they had uh, Gran Turismo 7. Neither of us are, are big on racing games, so this was kind of not important to me. Fun to look at, but yeah, I'm not super... Yeah. The graphics are great, but... Yeah, I mean, graphics have been great in racing games for years now like you go back to ps2 and they're like here here's a crazy looking car game that looks photorealistic and like it was mind-blowing then but that's like a good way to sort of show off how great your console is in terms of graphics is just show a racing game because they all look great yeah always (laughs) um the thing the surprise still no final fantasy 16 I feel like we've been like every time there's a new sort of PlayStation showcase or like E3 or something uh, like I keep expecting to see more about that game. And it just it is not happening. It's true. Uh, it had a very interesting opening cinematic trailer that we saw two years ago. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. That was like uh, it seemed like city states and like each kingdom had. Uh, a summon that they worshipped that was like a giant 
uh, monster that they controlled or that they worshipped or something. But uh, the graphics look great. I mean, it was a cinematic trailer, mm-hmm. so who knows what it actually looks like. Yeah. But uh, I'm interested. Yeah. And I, nowhere to be seen. Because I, I played Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is my first Final Fantasy game. So I'm like all ready to like jump in to the mm-hmm. next big Final Fantasy experience. And so I'm like kind of anticipating this one and it's just nowhere to be found. But yeah, but they also have that other one that's supposed to be sort of a Dark Souls like game mm-hmm. that they put out a demo for. They didn't show that either. Um, but yeah, l- lacking Final Fantasy uh, at the showcase, but otherwise they had some real heavy hitters in particular, mm-hmm. the Insomniac stuff and God of War. So it's still a cool showcase. Yeah. Um, but we can circle back now to the Nintendo Direct. So this happened just uh, Thursday? Friday? Yes. Uh, it was on... No, it was Thursday. Yeah, because Friday was something else. So yeah, they uh, started out... Speaking of Square Enix and Final Fantasy, <laughs> they showed off a new kart racer. Actually, have they never done a kart racer before? In the Final Fantasy? Uh, I am not plugged into that world, <laughs> unfortunately. So I, I couldn't tell you. Well, anyway, I mean, it it looked very Mario Kart-like, but I don't know. I, I don't know if you're interested in this at all. I'm more of a Mario Kart guy, I guess, and all other kart racers seem like just trying to cash in on the success of Mario Kart. I agree. Um, but there are a lot of Final Fantasy fans out there, so it may do well for them. Um, It has an interesting system where, like, so instead of question blocks that you run to and you get power-ups, there are, like, elemental blocks, and if you get one of them, it seems like you cast, like, a small spell, but if you save them up and you cast, like, if you get, like, if you run into three of the same kind, you cast, like, a big spell or something? I don't know. There are also maybe summons? I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, so I maybe it'll be more interesting once there's like a longer trailer that has a little bit more to show. I do like kart racers. It's maybe the only racing game you're going to get me to play these days is like a fun kart racer. Like I played a bunch of Mario Kart 8 when that came out and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. Um, but anyway, after that, they showed Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, and I put it out on Twitter uh, when I saw this trailer. I was like, is this, anyone else seeing like shades of uh, Super Mario Odyssey here? That's what it seems like to me. I agree with that. Like it's We've never had a 3D, a fully 3D Kirby game. Yeah. And uh, it looks... Uh, it looks really good. I know. It, it looked very, very good. I was actually kind of blown away by it because it Definitely reminded me of Super Mario Odyssey, but yeah, just like finally doing like a good modern like 3D Kirby game because I don't know about you, but all the previous ones have seemed kind of lame to me. Um, I liked that um, the yarn one where you were yarn. Epic yarn. Yes, epic yarn. But again, that's a side scrolling. It's uh, I mean, it's nice for like a handheld or whatever or whatever it came out on, but. I don't know. I want that 3D. I want that Mario Odyssey. I want that Breath of the Wild style, like 
change up the formula and just like uh it is very similar to mario odyssey in that you can i mean kirby's whole thing is possessing or yeah. I guess just like taking the powers of people yeah so so doing the same thing but with kirby instead of throwing your hat uh i my one of my earliest game memories is playing kirby's adventure on nes like i have not played a single kirby game since then but as a small child it was uh, a game that i loved because i was able to like beat it all by myself and i was uh, again a young small child and i was playing it on the nes and i was like i thought it was such a cool game and even like to this day when i hear kirby music like on smash brothers or something like that or like one of these Nintendo Directs, uh, it always sort of takes me back to that. It's iconic. Yeah, it's very iconic. Gets me kind of reminiscent. So being able to finally have like sort of a modern 3D, like really good looking Kirby game is very, uh, very exciting for me. So. And I don't think anybody saw this. I don't think this was on anybody's radar either. Like I had not heard any rumors yeah. about like, oh, they're going to revamp kirby so it was really a nice surprise it was yeah i I don't remember hearing anything like any speculation or um, any leaks about a potential upcoming new kirby game so that was cool to see and they really kind of leaned into that that they like knew that this had not leaked yet because they were um they they were kind of being mysterious at first because they're it shows the sort of it's basically an island that seems to be overgrown with like grass and stuff like that because there's like nobody living there and yeah that was one thing i was a little weirded out not weirded out but like it made me a little hesitant is it seems like it is all going to be one area maybe yeah it seems like i don't know what do you think about that it seems like maybe an open world that's just like a big um island and there are just like different areas you can go to yeah i Initially, I wanted it to be a little bit more like Super Mario Odyssey, where you were like actually traveling to different um, areas so they could do like, well, here's the tropical island area. Here's the cityscape. Here's the, you know, winter area. Snow area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It does not look like that's going to be the case. Um, I don't know. I like I maybe that would have been cool, but I'm not going to like hold it against them for doing something different. Um, I don't know. I'll check it out. I do want to play it. Did they say when this is coming? Spring 2022. Yes. So that's cool. Um, Right around the corner. Right around the corner. So like spring is the new fall, I guess, for video game releases. Um, After that, they had some Animal Crossing DLC. Or they had an announcement of an announcement, basically. <laughs> yeah. They were like, do you care about Animal Crossing? Here's a little teaser. Uh, that coffee shop bird is going to be in there. But also, show up for this uh, live stream, I think, like, next week or two weeks from now in October. Uh, and we're going to tell you all about what's going on with Animal Because they have not really done anything since the first year ended. They kind of stopped towards the end of the first year, actually. Like, there hasn't really been anything going on. Um, I know that like we haven't logged into our island in quite a while just because there's nothing new to do and we've done pretty much everything there is to do. So I'll be interested to see like how expansive this expansion actually is. Yeah, I have not played Animal Crossing, so this was not interesting to me. But yeah, like 
they've got an entire direct plan for it, so they obviously got something they're going to show off. That's it's exciting. Probably pretty big if you're a fan of that game. So, uh, and then they showed uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. We we talked about that already. Uh, this is not the remake. This is just they're releasing the old game on Switch, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And then they got to something that I was also pretty excited about was. They are bringing Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games to Nintendo Online. Now, the the off-putting thing about it is that I think it's like a different pricing tier. Yes, it is. So, I don't know why they wouldn't just include everything together. Why would they have separate tiers for this? But um, I didn't. I also didn't catch the price. What was? Do you? Remember? They did not say. Okay. <laughs> So it wasn't just me then, uh, but it's cool. And they have done a thing that they did with the NES and Super NES when they brought those games to uh, Nintendo Online. Is they also are releasing like authentic wireless controllers for the N64 and the Sega Genesis, so that you can uh, relive the glory days of the N64 by playing the games on your Switch with an actual N64 controller. And, like, the collector in me wants to get these, even if just to have them, like, be, like, display pieces on a shelf. But, now, uh, do you think... you? But you definitely can just play the games with the Joy-Cons, right? I mean, yeah. you don't need those yeah. controllers. It's the same with the NES and Super NES. You can play with your Joy-Cons or, like, a pro controller, but if you want to, um, you, you can get these wireless controllers so that you get the old-fashioned feel of playing the... The games and I, I have kind of wanted to go get one of the SNES controllers to play uh, something like Donkey Kong Country or mm-hmm. um, you know some of those old NES or Super NES games, but I have not done it. Um, the lineup, it's got the class. I mean, it's got everything you expect. It's got Super Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, uh, Star Fox, Yoshi's Story. Some things are coming later, like Majora's Mask, for instance, is going to be coming later. They didn't say when, but uh, I mean, Ocarina of Time is the big one that you would buy it for, I think. Because, I mean, Super Mario 64 already came out with that All-Stars, even though you can't technically buy that anymore. That's the thing is, there's already a way to play Super Mario 64. Yeah, you're right. You can't actually go buy it if you didn't already do it. But there's like, for most people that would care, bought that already, so they already have a solution for playing that game on the switch um but i mean it's cool and i think didn't they say that you're going to be able to play these games online so like if you're playing mario kart 64 yeah i think so you could play that online um with your friends that's pretty cool they did that with all the rest of the like whatever they could do it with they added online like multiplayer functionality for it like there are some old snes games that you can uh play like two player over the internet if you want to i believe that's very cool to me so i like that uh the sega genesis stuff they're bringing back sonic the hedgehog 2 streets of rage 2 castlevania bloodlines uh golden axe contra hardcore like they have some cool like old games like fantasy star 4 so I mean, it's a pretty cool collection to start out with. It, it's a little bit short in the number mm-hmm. that they're bringing, but the, obviously they're going to be able to bring more of them. 
Um, so yeah, Nintendo Online is getting to be a pretty good deal. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know the pricing of the N64 and Sega Genesis games on there, but uh, the controllers will be like 50 bucks each, which is a little steep. But Yeah. It's steep, but uh, I mean, that's Nintendo for you. Yeah. But I, I mean, I still kind of want them. Yeah. I don't know if I will buy them, but I kind of want them. <laughs> uh, and then the craziest news, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I, what did you think of this? This was weird. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I had to watch other people watch. Cause, like, very similar to the, the launch of the Switch, that first trailer that they revealed, uh, which I watched people watch over and over again. Uh, I scoured the internet to look and see what people were feeling about this. I am not super into Chris Pratt as a person. <laughs> um, he seems not cool in a weird way. Like, he used to be kind of like a lovable goof, but uh, he's like all fit now, and I think he is part of a cult, I'm pretty sure. What? Uh, I, I don't know. I have not, I'm not sure. I have not heard that. <laughs> Do a little. Re- He's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, or no, uh, daughter now. <laughs> that would be weird if he was married to his wife. Now that would be interesting, but uh, no, I think he is in a cult, but um, some sort of Hollywood cult that is all about like money. But um, really, I've not heard about this. He is whatever. It's it's not Charles Martinet, but, well, uh, but so supposedly Charles Martinet is in it or involved in some way. Yeah, who knows what he's going to be. He's probably just going to be like background characters or something. It's so confusing to me. Like, is Chris Pratt just going to be running around going, it's me, Mario? I don't, I mean, uh, my girlfriend brought up a good point because this movie has been in the making for a while. And it's possible that they were just like, hey, who was that lovable goof in the Lego movie? That's the kind of energy we need for Mario. And so they just literally got the same guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's entirely what they were thinking. Um, but, like, Charlie Day as Luigi? That, I think, is good casting. I, I'm in. I mean, that. I like Charlie Day, but, like, what about his voice sounds like Luigi in your head? Well, do you think he's going to be doing an axe? Here's the thing, Zach. Here's the million-dollar question. Are these people who are not Italian going to be doing <laughs> crazy Italian accents? I mean... I feel like there are enough people that are very sensitive about these issues that they... I feel like that is a mistake to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they will not let that happen, probably, but... But I don't know what that means for... Uh, I don't know what that means for Mario. Is Mario just going to be, like, a dude? Is he going to be Bob Hoskins style, just, like, a New Yorker? But the thing is, it's not, like... This isn't a live-action... Chris Pratt's just going to be wearing overalls and a red hat. This is an animated thing, so it's going to literally yeah. be the Mario. It's going to look exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly what we've seen in the games. It's just going to have Chris Pratt's voice. And what is that going to be due to the next Mario game that comes out? Are they going to get Chris Pratt to no. come in and do all of the? I, I don't think so. Ha! As he jumps. No, no, no. I think it's it's gonna it's still gonna be Charles Martinet for the for games, I believe. But uh, this is like the most bizarre thing. So Jack, what do you think about Jack Black? Is Bowser? Yeah, what, I mean, I think that's that's good. I think I think um, I don't know who I would have gotten to play Bowser, but uh, 
Well, the th- I the, mean, he is. The thing is, there's no way to anticipate a casting for these characters because of the fact that they don't talk. And so that, that's been the question all along is how are they going to do a movie with these characters? Because are they going to be talking or are they not going to be talking? And so I, I mean, apparently they're just leaning right into it and be like, well, no, they're going to talk. Yeah. They're going to have full lines and we're going to have, you know, regular voice actors that would be in like a DreamWorks or Pixar movie. And it's just going to Keegan Michael Key is going to be Toad. And I do think he is going to do a voice for this because well, Toad's voice sure, is yeah. uh, always been like canonically very annoying. I almost think so Charlie gonna... Day might have made more sense for Toad. That actually is a good point <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah, he would have been good for Toad. I mean, he has the manic energy of a Toad. Yeah, I feel like he could have played Toad in a live action movie. Is you left off the thing I'm most excited about on this. I didn't list all of the the voice actors in our our show notes. No, Seth Rogen is going to be Donkey Kong for some reason. <laughs> that was a weird one to me. Uh, I mean, they're all weird, but that one in particular was weird. I'm into that. Now, I mean, just think of his his voice and now try to apply that to Donkey Kong. Like, they don't even, from a personality standpoint, like, you can say, um, like, Keegan-Michael Key can bring Toad energy because he can do pretty much anything. Yeah, he definitely can. Um, And Charlie Day is maybe a little too manic for Luigi, but he could, yeah, I don't he know. Could probably dial it down and and find that, you know, that energy. You just somewhere. have to be a big wuss to be Luigi. Like you just have <laughs> to be afraid of everything. Yeah, which you know, I'm sure he could do. But even then, I feel like he'd do too manic a version of that. But Seth Rogen, like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what actor would channel Donkey Kong the best. But yeah, I mean, I honestly, Jack Black, I think would do a good job. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, Jack Black could probably be all of the characters. It could have just been a one-man show starring Jack Black. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, they, so, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. It's interesting. They've got, I don't know who Kevin Michael Richardson is. He's. I had to look it up. It is uh, the Koopa-style enemy that is, like, on a wizard's cloak. Okay, but I also don't know who Kevin Michael Richardson is. Oh, no, I don't know who he is either. <laughs> I think he's a famous voice actor. Okay, and then they had Sebastian Manis. I don't know how to say this guy's name. I don't I don't recognize he, him, though. He is playing Spike, which, as far as I can tell, are those guys who throw spiked logs at you, maybe? Okay. The, the, some of these characters, like, you get down to the end of the list, and you're just like, okay, I... I Kamek sounds familiar to me, and I'm sure there's a character mm. called Spike, but like I don't know what they are. I would have to see them. Yeah, I mean, each enemy has like deep lore. Yeah. in the Mario universe, <laughs> I'm sure they we, do. We have no idea about. But uh, did you ever watch um, Queen's Gambit? Do you care about Anna Taylor Joy? Uh, I did not. I, she looked familiar, but I I could not place her. She's at Queen's Gambit, which I have not seen, but I think that's where she really blew up. Mm. She's playing Peach. Um, and I guess all you... I, I don't know how you get to any of these characters but, with these actors, but... I know that I've asked you this question before, but do you is there a world 
where this is the first step in the Smash Brothers movie. I mean, it could be. So the weird thing to think about was when I saw a trailer for uh, Detective Pikachu, the movie, I was like, Mm -hmm. look, I like Ryan Reynolds, but there's no way that his voice matches Pikachu in my mind. Um, But that was because I didn't understand what Detective Pikachu was or like what that story was about. And so once you see the movie, it makes sense. They get to that point where um, there's like a reveal at some point, not to spoil that movie, but like it makes sense why he's Ryan Reynolds or why Ryan, he has Ryan, Ryan Reynolds voice. Um, my question to you is, is this some sort of bizarre situation where these people or the like real actors, like there's like a, at the end of the movie, it's revealed that it's the real world and these are just Mm. people. And for whatever reason, they are in the shoes of Mario, Peach, Luigi and Bowser. That would suck. (laughs) And I would hate that. You're talking about a Jumanji style situation where like a couple of lovable people in their forties decide forties and fifties decide that, uh, they're going to go play an old N64 and they get sucked in the game. I would legitimately hate that. <laughs> Cause they, they do say surprise cameos from Charles Martinet. Like what, what could that mean? He's I Mario. I, yeah, I, I'm, I assume he's just, I mean, he also, he voices every one of them. Like he voices uh Wario and Waluigi. Oh, is that like a hint that maybe Wario and Waluigi are in this game? See, but that's another one where I feel like they could have a lot of fun casting a Wario, and it's it's crazy they haven't. If you're going to cast Mario and Luigi and all of those guys, why wouldn't you also have a lot of fun casting Wario and Waluigi? Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know when we'll get... uh, I assume... I mean, I guess we're going to get more information in a direct. Uh, I guess it's how we're going to receive information about this movie. I'm uh, looking at Nintendo's tweet where they listed the the voice actors and there's a a meme that was in the replies of Chris Pratt doing his dance off at the end of the first Guardians movie and they just like put Mario's hat on on his head. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a really good meme of that uh, Pepe Silvio scene from Uh, It's Always Sunny, but uh, But it's Luigi. (laughs) It had it's Luigi, yeah, and it's it was pretty good. The only one I really am not into is Chris Pratt because I, again, I believe that he is in a cult. But uh, other than that, uh, I think this is interesting casting that I'm looking forward to seeing on the screen. Yeah, I mean, it's got me curious more than anything. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I thought it was cool that they were making a movie, but I again had no clue how they were going to go about it because of the fact that the characters don't really talk in the games mm. and. Uh, I'm just utterly confused by how it's going to work with the casting and maybe even what they're going for. But they had, uh, what's his name, out there during the Nintendo Direct to show it. So, I mean, obviously Nintendo's involved. This isn't just like Hollywood being like, hey, we're going to make a video game movie. Yeah, he se- Miyamoto seemed super into it. He was like, oh, Chris-san is going to be great. He's so cool. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is just like if you're going to release a movie, you have to have like notable people in it so that people will want to go to it. I don't know about you, but like with animated movies, 
it, it does not matter to me who voices the characters. Like I, no, I don't I agree. find the voice actors in an animated movie to be the draw. I find the the movie itself to be the draw. I agree. So like, if Pixar comes out with a trailer for some new movie and they're like, "Hey, we got, you know, we got the guy that plays Tony Stark. We got the guy that plays the Hulk. We got all these Marvel people to come be our voice actors." Like, I don't care. Is, does the movie look good? Is kind of where I'm at with it, but of the people they've revealed so far, Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Toad, Peach, Cranky Kong, Donkey Kong. If you had to put Robert Downey Jr. in one of those roles, which one would you put him in? Hmm, that's a tough question. He's a sinister. He could be sinister when he wants to be, so he could be an interesting Bowser. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know. I've never seen him as like a scaredy cat. So him being Luigi might be a real character turn for him that I would be interested in. I mean, I feel like he might make a better Donkey Kong than Seth Rogen. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's very boisterous at times as well. I'm. I mean, he could do anything. Really. <laughs> I love Robert Downey. Jr., I do love Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> If they had, man, they picked the worst Avenger, I feel like, to put in this. I feel like any other Avenger would be more interesting. Paul Rudd would be a good Mario. Oh, yeah. I, if you were going to cast Mario and you're going to, you're just like running down the, the star lineup of the Marvel movies, I feel like he makes the most sense. He's the He's got the best comedic timing and stuff. I feel like Chris Pratt is only. Only here because of the Lego not, movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think this is exactly it. They, like, Miyamoto saw the Lego movie and he's like, yeah, this is this is it. Get that guy. And they were just like, well, you're Miyamoto. I mean, we have to do what you do. He isn't a cult, but I mean, we'll grab him. <laughs> I still have not heard that. I'm going to have to look that up. Chris Pratt in a cult. But yeah. Anyway, moving on from this movie that has me utterly confused. They also showed some Splatoon 3 stuff, did they? They did, yeah. I'm not super into. I've not really played any Splatoon games uh, ever. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a fan base, so I'm sure there are people that are excited about it. It just is not is not something I'm anticipating. They did give a release date for Project Triangle Strategy, which that is interesting to me. I I like a good tactics game, and this seems uh, pretty cool. I like the art style a whole lot. Yeah, the art style is great. Uh, I never played Octopath Traveler. But um, I correct me if I'm wrong. This is the same universe, very similar art style, oh. or the same art style. It's a similar art style, but I don't know if it's in the same world. Maybe I feel like I heard that at one point, but maybe I am misremembering. Anyway, the release date they gave for it was March 4th, 2022. Uh, and then something you'll be excited about, Bayonetta 3. Yes. I was super excited for this. Uh, I loved Bayonetta two. Bayonetta one, I played a long time ago at, with like during a, a weekend sleepover, and we had a lot of fun with it. But Bayonetta two, I got on Switch. It was one of the first Switch games I got, and uh, man, that game is so good. You unlock the ability to become like a crazy panther to run around. It's just like you're always unlocking crazy abilities. It's so over the top. Uh, it's so good. I, I love it so much. And this looks like it's going to be even crazier. So I, this is a day one purchase for me. It looks very cool. I have not played the Bayonetta games, but uh, yeah, they do look crazy and over the top. Um, we'll see if, depending on like when it comes out, 
if I'm able to get around to it, but it's something that is on my radar. Um, so that, that was it. That was the, the Nintendo Direct. Some cool stuff in there. <laughs> Again, most of it was the the Mario Brothers movie that was just like had my head rolling. I don't really know what to make of it. Um, yeah, if you're interested, definitely Google like react to Mario casting. There's like so many videos of people just being like, what is this? This is insane. Uh, it's really fun to watch. <laughs> I was watching the, again, the MinMax uh, guys comment over the the live stream yeah they were great that was <laughs> and it was one. hilarious because they were like every name that was revealed they were like freaking out about it uh so i was i was with them in the spirit of being weirded <laughs> out by every single name that they announced as uh being in the movie but also like laughing hysterically at every single time that they reacted to it uh but anyway we can run through what games have come out either this last week or some of these are i think are from the week before it's been a big couple yeah there's been a lot coming out in september i did do a a solo podcast last time to run down just what was coming out to talk about games this month and i think i also went through october november so stadia pro games for september it's a little late i guess because we're getting close to october so there'll be like a new list of them but legend of keepers is a game that i've liked a lot and that i've been playing it throughout the year uh and that is now one of the stadia pro games so if you're a stadia pro subscriber you can add that there is a dlc that was released like a week or two ago for legend of keepers but i I cannot seem to find it on Stadia, so it might only be on the uh, Steam version right now. Uh, and then they also, so Darksiders 2 and Ark Survival Evolved are the other Stadia Pro games for September. I've heard Ark Survival Evolved does not run well. <laughs> yeah, I have also heard that. So maybe you want to avoid that. I think uh, they did also add Darksiders 3 to Stadia, so if you want to get into that series you can play darksiders 2 uh for free with a stadia pro subscription and then you can pick up darksiders 3 so that's kind of cool um and then games that came out this week on other platforms death loop is what i've been playing lately you've been playing some eastward that also came out yes uh and then origami 2 looks like kind of i think it has not gotten great reviews but it is out on game pass if you want to check it out it's kind of a cool stealth ninja yeah origami 1 is one that i always meant to pick up because it is like co-op stealth so Mm. it's it's interesting to me but i and it has been on sale a bunch of times i just have never grabbed it yeah uh i considered trying to download it and put some time into it just because it is on game pass but uh i did not and then also Cruise and Blast came out. This is a game uh, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before being a little bit excited about just be- for nostalgia's sake. It's like a really over-the-top um, arcade racing game that is uh, the next in line for a game franchise that I did not think would get a new game. But uh, back in the, was it the 90s and like early 2000s on the N64 when they had Cruise and World and Cruise and USA... And you could pretty much go to any movie theater or uh, arcade and find like the big machines to play those games as well. So I was kind of excited for this. I have not picked it up. I don't know if I 
we'll get around to it but i think it's a cool thing that uh a game that i loved in my childhood has gotten a new a new release so those are out and then uh Kenna bridges spirits i i don't know how to say it i've heard Kena. i've also it, i think it is i think it's Kenna, but I'm, I'm not sure i guess uh anyway this is a game that uh, just came out this week and it's getting good reviews. It's a short game. I think it's like eight to 10 hours somewhere in there. The developers, I believe at one point said that they had the idea of just something you could play through over the weekend. So it's 40 bucks. It's on the Epic game store on PC and it's on PS4 and PS5. So this is a game that I, wouldn't mind checking out because I think it looks pretty good. It's like a, th- a third person sort of action adventure game where you have like a staff that you can do melee attacks with and then you have like a dodge roll, but you can also use the staff like a bow and arrow to shoot uh, enemies from a distance. And then you're like collecting um, these little creatures called rot. And they're like sort of cutesy creatures that um, you basically explore the area and you find more of them. And as you collect them, they sort of gather around you and run along with you as you uh, go uh, throughout the game. And then you're also collecting these hats so you can like equip them with like a hat and they look really cute or whatever. So it's, uh, it looks kind of fun, but I think the, the spirit maybe they're going for is, um, Oh gosh, now I'm blanking on the name. What is that? Um, Miyazaki movie. My Neighbor Totoro? No, the one that is... Princess Mononoke? Yes. I could not think of the name of it. It, it. If you've seen that movie, sort of put yourself in that headspace and you'll understand kind of what they're going for uh, in terms of like the environments and the the spirit of the game. But uh, I don't know. Are you any interest in this game? It looks very beautiful. But again, I don't have a PS5, uh, and I it's think probably it not on, something that would. I think it is on PS4. Really? I thought it was uh, exclusive to PS5. Well, I think I saw it was on PS4, but you might double check me on that. Um, it's also on PC. Unless I heard it get rave reviews, it's probably not something I would pick up. It does. It is very beautiful looking, but uh, I just am not in the mood to play something like that. I guess. Yeah, I think I'm in a similar boat like i know it's been getting good reviews but um considering how much other stuff i have to play right now this would be like pretty low on my priority list Mm -hmm. uh and then also out this week diablo 2 resurrected i know people were looking forward to that um sable is a game that has like a pretty cool art style um that i want to say is on game pass as well uh and then death stranding director's cut uh, I already played this game, so I don't see myself going back to play it again, but it's <laughs> coming out on PS5, or, or it came out on PS5, and then Lost Judgment, which I think is also getting good reviews. That's that spinoff yes. of the Yakuza series. Yeah. So that's all that's out this week. Uh, why don't you tell me about what you've been playing? Zach, I'm about uh, 15 hours into Eastward. The game Eastward, I'm playing it on Switch. It has crashed five times. Really? At very inopportune times after, Uh like, very long cutscenes. 
Um, so you had to watch the cutscene all over again? I did. I had to like click through the dialogue over again, uh, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, and it keeps happening, and they have not patched it yet. But uh, other than that, I did one time have to look up a guide on how to do something. Actually, twice. There is an optional power that you can get in the third town uh, that I thought that it was impossible to get without some other kind of mechanism, like another kind of power that I had, or maybe getting an item. It turns out it's just very hard to get, and it's, uh, I think, maybe a little bit poorly designed to the way you get it. Hmm. Uh, I also had to look up a guide uh, during a boss fight because I could not figure out what I was doing wrong. But other than those sour spots i will say that the game is beautiful animations are great every character design is interesting to look at and fun the music is great uh the story is interesting i'm interested to see where it leads especially i would say it opens really really strongly like the first three hours of gameplay i think are very very solid the dialogue is maybe the weakest part of the game uh just like there's a lot of cliches being thrown around and uh, just, like, turns of phrase that I feel like don't really fit the world. But um, other than that, I mean, I recommend this game. I think it's great. Uh, so far, I, I think I am going to beat it. I'll probably play more of it today. Uh, I've heard that it's around 25 or 30 hours, so I guess I'm halfway through, although it seems like I'm going to the final zone. So, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not sure where the story is going to go. Hmm. But um, I'm in Chapter 6 right now. Do you know how many chapters there are? I do not, actually. But, I mean, it seems like things are coming to a head as far as uh, the story goes. And I'm going to what I believe to be is the final city on the line. A lot of the story is based on going eastward on this train track. And it seems like the last stop is the place that I'm going now. So, who knows? But I love it. I mean, the combat is not as deep as I thought it was going to be. But uh, it is very fun and satisfying, especially when you get it, like... uh, you can do a groove of using both characters and you can like stun with one character and go in for combat with the other character. All the enemy designs are really, really cool. The It's just like beautifully, everything is beautifully drawn. Uh, but yeah, it I, does look well, very hand-drawn. Yeah. I'll have a full review probably when I beat it, but uh, so far it's been good with a, a very few spots that I was not into, but overall I'm... I'm happy that I purchased it and I'm playing it. How is uh, Deathloop? Well, I would say I really like the the look of Eastward, and I really do want to play that game. I think you should play it. I, I think you should play it. I Hopefully I will have some time once I finish up Deathloop and I'll be able to, to play it because I, I, it was a game that I was anticipating all year, so I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, Deathloop is pretty cool so far. I... It took me like maybe two to three hours somewhere in there to get through what felt like the tutorial. Um, it's it's not like heavy on tutorial, but it, it takes that long to kind of open up and, and sort of get the premise going where because um, you kind of start out and you have lost your memory. And so you're, you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Um, which is a pretty cool way to start out because obviously you, the player, don't know what's going on. And they have sort of a lot to introduce you to in terms of how the the loop works and because it is a time-looping game. And so you kind of 
figure out that the way to end the loop because your the whole goal is to try to uh, break the the time loop and you discover the way to do that is to take out these i believe there are eight visionaries in the game um and the tricky part about that is that there are four times of day uh, in the game there's morning noon afternoon and evening and they're like a handful of different locations that you can go to. And depending on what time of day it is, like the the visionaries might be in different locations and there may be different things going on in each of those locations, depending on the time of day that you choose to go visit them. And so you're basically going in and trying to gather enough information to figure out um, like where each of the the people are going to be so that you can work out a way to take all of them out within the same day. Um, and for me, it, it puts a little bit of stress on me in just the idea that I know I'm not going to be able to do that within the first day. <laughs> and so basically I'm going to have to do some of this stuff over again. Um, but I find the combat to be pretty cool. Uh, you're, when you take out a visionary, you can take their, they have like a special power. They also have like a unique weapon that you can take as well. And one of the first abilities that you gain is the ability to infuse items or abilities. Um, and if you do that, when you wake up on the next loop, um, you will retain the stuff that you have infused. So you're going around and collecting what's called residuum and you can mm. use that to infuse uh, items and abilities so that you don't have to go back through and collect them again next time. Um, so that's pretty cool. And it gets to the point where you're, you're kind of like, well, I am like partway through this loop. I'm like exploring this area, but I have, picked up some good weapons and like I've got a bunch of residuum I kind of want to go back and just like start infusing some stuff so that I can hang on to it and not risk like dying and dropping my stuff or whatever or, or not having mm -hmm. or like having the loop start over so and losing all of that stuff um so yeah it's pretty cool and at, at one point uh Juliana the other character that's sort of a there's another character who's like talking to you throughout the intro of the game and she eventually starts like invading your loop and will come after you and attack you. And the, the unique part of that is it can be just another player. So you can choose to have your game set to like online. And if you do that, other players can invade your game and try to kill you. And they only have one life, but you have three and so you kind of have an advantage, but also like, especially in the early going, um, Juliana will have all the abilities basically, and you will not. So you're a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit balanced in that way, I guess, because you have more than one life, but you're also trying to like complete an objective. And so they can just like go into your, your loop and go exactly where you need to go and like set up a bunch of traps and stuff. So um, I have avoided playing that that way. I, yeah. I've turned it off <laughs> and just gone to single player. But I also hear that it is worth doing. It is worth having it online because if you are able to take out Juliana, 
you can take whatever she drops. Oh, interesting. So that means if she has like a crazy ability or like some cool weapons that you don't have and you're able to take her out, you get to grab those and keep those. Um, well, if you infuse them, you can keep them. But um, And the other thing is she will... I guess I don't know what happens if she kills you. I guess your loop just starts over, but that's like a, yeah. a pretty big risk. Um, they were going to do that for Doom Eternal. Remember that? They were going to have like infused demons that were going to be able to be played by other people in the world. Yeah, I remember they showed that uh, like a trailer for Doom Eternal and then it just never happened. They just canceled it. Yeah, they just it never never came to be. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been cool so far. I'm into it. I find the the world and just like the style of it very cool. But yeah, I am curious to see because right now the loop I'm on, I have taken out two of the visionaries and I've grabbed two abilities that I was able to infuse and I infused their unique weapons that I took off of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also feel like I'm going to get to a point where I realize that I am not able to complete the game or finish, you know, taking out all the people I need to within the loop mm-hmm. I'm currently on. And yeah. I'm going to have to start over and that's going to feel a little bit frustrating because it's like, well, I already did this, but now I have to go do it again. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, I think you you discover that, you know, so-and-so has like a relationship with this other visionary. And so they are hanging out at this time of day at this location. So you have to like, I, I don't, I almost feel like I need to have like a notebook or something <laughs> nearby and start taking notes and be like, okay, next loop in the morning at this place, I'm going to go take this person out. Uh, and then at noon at this place, I'm going to take these two people out cause they are in this location and so you have to try to figure out how to map things out that way, which um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I, I, I do want to play this game. I just grabbed Eastward first, and I think I am going to check it out after I finish up Eastward. Yeah, and the the shooting is pretty good. It's not like Destiny level, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, I, I'm playing it on PC because uh, I prefer playing shooters with mouse and keyboard. Uh, so I don't know how it controls with a controller, uh, but it is out on PS5. I probably will pick it up on. I'll probably pick it up on PC. I just. Uh, I love Dishonored. I never played Dishonored two for some reason, but I love that style. I was very into Thief back in the day, and it's a kind of a similar world, kind of like a steampunk city, uh, and. Uh, I am excited to play this. I I will definitely check it out. Yeah, I I never played the Dishonored games, but I have heard that it's similar vibes for people because you're like like, you're sneaking around and taking out enemies. The other game people have likened it to is uh, Hitman because you're you're going after. Yeah, that makes sense. You're going after targets and you're sneaking around and and everything. But yeah. Yeah, it's a cool game. I, it's been getting like 10 out of 10s and people are already talking about it like it's a game of the year contender for them. So I'm excited to play more. But the thing that has sort of kept me from playing more is Destiny 2. Yes, we have uh, you more so than me. I've been dipping my toes in when I can, but uh, we've both been getting back into Destiny 2. 
Yeah, I so every now and then I'll just get in the mood to jump back in and sort of test the waters on it. And usually that happens after like an announcement of new content or an actual drop of new content. And for whatever reason last year that didn't happen. So I've been away from the game for more than a year and so I missed out on a bunch of stuff. And so I'm now getting back into it and I have all this content to catch up on. So it's been fun. Like you log in and you know there's like a ton of stuff you can do. And it's almost like a little bit overwhelming. I'm like, I don't know what to do first. Um, but last night I actually played some and I was um, trying to get caught up on some of the seasonal stuff. Mm. And I'll say I think they're they're doing a much better job with storytelling. I don't know if that's really? like a new development or if this is something that the last couple of seasons has been an improvement on, but it's been pretty interesting because they, they'll throw like some new story content every week now. And so it's like a, a sort of constant slow drip of story happening. Uh, and it's been interesting to see because like I know the next DLC that's happening in February, um, the big villain is going to be Savathun. And yes. so you're like the stuff that's happening now, I think is supposed to lead up to it. And so in this season, like week after week, you're sort of uh, going to this like astral plane to do these uh, bring back lost Techians for uh, um, Petra. And this is all like weird nonsense words that I'm saying for people who are not familiar with Destiny. Uh, <laughs> but you're you're also having these interactions with Savathun. And so it's interesting to see where this is going and like what's happening. Because it seems like Petra was able to like um, encase Savathun in like some sort of thing like she's stuck in it basically looks like a statue um but she's able to speak and so occasionally you will go and have like a conversation with savathun and also aldrin prince aldrin who the crow who killed Cade six is he doesn't remember doing that though is back but yeah he doesn't have his memories from that time and he, so he, he goes by the crow now and he like the last story thing I did he really wanted to talk to Savathun for some reason but Petra wouldn't let him and so it's interesting I'm I'm I have the feeling where this is going is that Crow is going to do something insane and like let Savathun out and it's going to be a big mm. issue but that probably won't happen for a while <laughs> uh, but anyway I would encourage you to uh, try to get back into it and get uh, leveled up and start doing some of this uh i do enjoy so when we've played together we just have been running strikes and those have all been really fun and i'm still such a low level that i always get interesting things from like yeah. all in grand drops or whatever so i'm having a, a lot of fun by also like not engaging with any of the end game content but there will come a point where i hit the cap and i'll have to i guess but i got the season pass but uh i think i also need to buy like uh beyond light maybe yeah, I mean, so you can go back and play through the Beyond Light stuff if you want. I, I played through the story and I have like some other like additional quests to do that pop up after you complete the story. But then I also am trying to keep up with like the current content 
and I'm still a little bit low on my power level as well. So I kind of need to also just log in and do like the weekly stuff that you run to get powerful drops. So, uh, and a thing I discovered, I don't know if this is like really old information and I just missed out on it or not, but like um, there is matchmaking for nightfalls for like the lo two lower tiers of nightfall. Um, so I, I started running those this week as well. Um, and I know there are like some bounties that you have to, that you can do or like some other quests that involve doing nightfalls. And I was always like, oh, well, I'm kind of locked out of this unless I can get you and our other friend together to actually play these. Or if I want to try to run it solo or do like an LFG type of a thing. But, mm. um, but no, you can actually run the lower tiers. So they have like multiple difficulty settings and the lower two, you can have matchmaking It's the, the higher difficulty ones that require you to find, have your own fire team. But interesting. So that's worth doing. It's another way to get powerful drops every week. Uh, in addition to like, cause like you said, the past few weeks we've gotten on together to, to run our weekly strikes. And now that's another thing we can also do that's PVE that you don't have to buy Beyond Light for. So That's great. Yeah. Uh, and I really want you, you guys to, to get leveled up so that we can run that six-man activity. That's another thing you can do uh, just with the season pass. And it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun activity, and you'll get some good gear out of it. So yeah that's i think all we've got do you have any parting wisdom um do i i should really start <laughs> like uh thinking about these before we get to them um my parting wisdom zach do you like uh panda express i do i read they were coming out with a orange chicken sandwich what that had like pickled relish on it not pickled relish uh Radish, pickled radish on it. And just the idea of them to you? having a sandwich is strange to me. They're trying to get into the chicken sandwich game. Trying to compete with Chick-fil-A and uh, Popeyes? Everywhere. And KFC. Wendy's even. Yeah. I have not seen it in the wild. I just saw a video of it, but uh, I like a good chicken sandwich. Taco Bell even has their like chicken taco sandwich right now. What What is that? It's very weird. It uh, it comes on like pita bread. Um, I I got it. It was okay. It's not something I probably would still get a cheesy gordita crunch over that. But uh, I like interesting, new, weird fast food stuff. So I'm excited <laughs> to check out this uh, Panda Express orange chicken sandwich. And you should too. I don't eat a lot of fast food, and lately I've actually started doing some more uh, more of a keto style diet where I do I don't really eat very many carbs. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would probably not eat that because it would like bread would <laughs> uh, blow up my uh, carb intake for like multiple yeah, for days. Sure. But like, uh, and also uh, rice is like another big feature of Panda Express, but. <laughs> Uh, Wait, you can't have rice? Well, there's a lot of carbs in rice, isn't there? That's true, I guess. Too many yeah. carbs. I mean, I know it's like it's all starch, but like I feel like there's a lot of carbs in rice. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's gonna do it for this one. We will catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>